Hello, beautiful. This is Reverend Jennifer Hadley, and the recording you're about to listen to is part of the 2011 Living a Course in Miracles teleclass. Our intention in offering this class is to give you clear tools and practices that you can use to align with love every day in every area of your life. No one can do your healing for you. You must decide to choose love in every moment to the very best of your ability. Remember, miracles occur naturally as expressions of love. Intend to live a miraculous life of love and share the benefits of your healing and your expansion with everyone because you're one with them. Please pause the recording before the class starts and write down your intention in listening to the class. Partner up with your own higher Holy Spirit self. And please go to jenniferhadley.com for more tools and practical loving support every day. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the class. So, here we are, week five, and our class is on healing. And I'm inviting you to place your hand on your heart and take a breath of gratitude with me as we tune inward. We are the light, the light that lighteth up every man, woman, and child in the world is the same light that is within each one of us. As we take another breath of gratitude, we consciously partner up with the higher Holy Spirit Self. We remember our divinity and the divinity of all life. As we invoke divine grace into our awareness, we're making ourselves fully available for a healing right now. Consciously disconnecting from any attachment we have to what has been. We're releasing the past. And we're releasing any attachments to what could have been, what should have been, what might have been. Breathing in love, breathing out gratitude, we consciously release any attachments to the future. What should be, what could be, what might be. We bring ourselves fully awake and aware into the present moment. Surrendering any idea of separation placing it on the holy altar fire of divine love. We open our minds and make ourselves available for the healing that we're calling forth right now. Saying yes to the voice of the Holy Spirit, to divine guidance and inspiration. We are grateful and thankful to share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. So grateful to rest in the holy instant. Right now, having a holy relationship with everyone everywhere in all directions of time and space. Releasing all attachments, all cravings, all aversions and becoming open and receptive in this moment right now. We accept our healing fully. We allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen.
So I'm going to start us off with the teacher's manual and uh, quote from there. And for those of you, and I know we have many, many people in this class who've never picked up A Course in Miracles, and I say, good for you. You're an adventurer. <laughs> You're willing to try something new. And A Course in Miracles isn't for everyone, but what I can say in my uh, my study of many, 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 many holy texts and teachings, that there's really just one message. It is the message of love. Love is the healer. There is no other healer. It is love. And when we align with love, then we are healed. And that's the truth of it. And all truth teachings are teach the truth. The truth is not personal. It's impersonal. It's the same for everyone, everywhere, all the time. It is immutable and unchangeable. And what different texts and different teachings do is they help our mind perceive clearly the truth. So if we have prejudices and we have opinions and judgments that block our perception of the truth, as all judgments and opinions do, then perhaps in a particular teaching, it can wind its way through our blocks that we might catch a spark that would light the fire that is within and ignite our natural luminosity. Yes. So Course in Miracles does that for many of us because it is not religious and it is more philosophical and it's, uh, for many of us, very, very clear. For some of us, it's very, very cryptic. <laughs> so it's cryptic till it's clear, as all truth teachings are. So I like to encourage people to begin with the teacher's manual because I find that it is more clear than the text or the workbook for some of us. It is for me. So chapter 5, page 17 in the teacher's manual Chapter 5 is called, How is Healing Accomplished? And it starts with, Healing involves an understanding of what the illusion of sickness is for. Healing is impossible without this. So what is the illusion of sickness for? Let's find out. Healing is accomplished the instant the sufferer no longer sees any value in pain. Who would choose suffering unless he thought it brought him something and something of value to him? He must think it is a small price to pay for something of greater worth. For sickness is an election, a decision. It is the choice of weakness in the mistaken conviction that it is strength. So let's start there. That's a mouthful. I'm going to break it down. So we must first begin by deciding that we value healing and wholeness and we no longer value sickness and weakness. That's where we have to begin. So for most of us, one way we can understand this, if we are not having a feeling of illness in the body, Many of us feel sick at heart or sick at in the mind. So let's start with a more general kind of illness. And, of course, 
Most of us have some kind of physical illness here and there. We catch a cold, something, a headache, something. So we can all relate to the feeling of sickness or illness. How about we start with this? Would you be willing to surrender any value you associate with sometimes feeling sorry for yourself? Would you be willing to start there and surrender any need or value with feeling sorry for yourself? Would you be willing to surrender that for the rest of your life that you would never again enjoy or value feeling sorry for yourself? Ever. Would you be able to surrender that? Kind of interesting, isn't it? I know for me, for a long time, I didn't even know that I valued feeling sorry for myself. I valued feeling like a victim. Now, many of us in the last 20 years or so have awakened to the idea of victim consciousness and valuing being a victim. And so we're we're working on releasing that victim consciousness. What if you just made it plain and simple? I'm no longer going to feel sorry for myself ever again. It has no value for me. The cost of being able to feel sorry for myself for even a moment is that I'm valuing illness. If I value illness, well, what am I going to experience? Am I going to experience wholeness if I value illness? Hmm. It's really worth thinking about. Will I value wholeness if I value illness? Now, I'm going to give you some examples. So, because we have to look at where do we cherish feeling sick? Where do we cherish it? I remember years ago, I was working with someone who uh, was actually a healing practitioner. A healing practitioner. A healing practitioner who had the illness of AIDS. HIV positive. And because he was HIV positive... He had benefits from that. Um, he had contracted AIDS, I believe, quite a long time ago. And he was living um, with AIDS. And by all appearance, appearances, he appeared to be a healthy, strapping man, a big, strong man. He really appeared to be that way. And yet, he had HIV. Now, because uh, I think of when he contracted HIV, when uh, there, there was uh, all the drama, when I was, believe me, I had many friends who um, died of AIDS in the 80s. I lost a lot of friends. And uh, I am very aware of the AIDS crisis and uh, was very present to it, 
very, very frightening time for me in my life, seeing so many friends die of AIDS and and watching all of that experience that people were having. And so I'm not making light of AIDS. What I'm saying is this person that I knew, he was um, able to receive uh, government, some kind of disability, and he had special housing because of having HIV. And I am not commenting on whether that's good or bad, right or wrong. It simply is, and I I know all is good because all is in divine order at all times. Now, he was very upset that he had AIDS. He had had it for a long time, and even though he appeared to be very, very healthy and strong, he felt that having AIDS created a lot of limitations in his life. And he, every day, labored under the idea that he was ill and sick and that there was something wrong with him. And I said to him, and he was hoping to have a miraculous healing. And he was using different spiritual methods to have a miraculous healing. And he was growing more and more disappointed that he wasn't having a miraculous healing. And so just me being me and always making inquiries about things, I said to him, I just asked him casually one day, if you were to heal miraculously, would you lose the benefit of the funding and your home and those things would be gone and what would you do then would you not then have to have a full-time job and be financially responsible for yourself and he got very angry at me and he said what are you talking about and I said well I'm just asking are you willing to give up those things those benefits that you enjoy because of the the uh, label of illness and the programs that you're in, would you be willing to give all those benefits up in exchange for your miraculous healing? And it brought him up short. He hadn't ever really thought about it, that because he enjoyed all these benefits, he didn't have to work full time. And he was able to be creative and follow his creative impulses, you know, and his art and explore different things and and play and have fun in those ways. And what I saw from the surface was that he didn't fully enjoy all the opportunity to explore and be creative that having the supplemental income and the housing afforded him. Instead, he really lived in this place of his life was limited because of the illness. And actually, he had all these supports and benefits. That's what I saw. And I don't think anything was wrong with his situation at all. He was learning what he was learning and sharing the benefits of his learning with everyone. We all are part of a collective so one person who is exploring the um, limitations of victimhood in one 
aspect of life is sharing the benefits of that learning with everyone, everywhere. We're all doing our part. So someone who is exploring victimhood to its limits, you know, to the nth degree, is still sharing the benefits of that learning with everyone. So that's why we can never judge anyone and think that they're making a mistake. Who are we to decide that someone else is making a mistake? Is there a higher choice? Yep. I know I I look to make the highest choice in every moment of every day. And sometimes I really see, oh, wow, I wasn't making the highest choice there at all. I was stuck in my opinion. You know, so we're all learning and we're all bringing that learning back to the collective. I'm going to take a sip of tea now. I remember once talking with someone who, because remember I've been a counselor for more than a decade, so I've shared with a lot of people. And I remember talking once with a woman who um, is, uh, well, at that time was very, very physically ill as a result of uh, very heavy drinking for many decades. Um, so uh, uh, a real entrenched uh, alcoholic drunk um, and uh, not sobering up. And she was asking me um, whether or not I could support her in giving up the alcohol, that her family was really demanding of her that she seek permanent healing treatment. And um, she, I, I guess, had a lot of illnesses, as one does when uh, sometimes when one abuses the body with alcohol. And um, she was looking at death if she didn't change her ways. She wanted to know if I could help her. And so with that, making that change and support her in that. And I, I asked her, I said, well, let me ask you. She was looking for a permanent healing and a permanent cure. I said, let me ask you, if you stop drinking and you are able to heal the cravings for drinking and get to the root cause of why it is you like to be drunk, and all of that, and you permanently heal all of that, and you even heal the physical body, which I believe all of that is definitely possible. Um, I've experienced many, many miraculous healings, and so I absolutely know that all of that is is possible. Uh, what then will happen? Uh, how old are you? the person who was, I believe, in their early 40s. And I said, so then what will happen? Will you then be responsible for yourself and your life? I said, because if you're 40 years old and you've been a drunk for the last 25, 30 years, then probably your friends and your family and the people around you don't really expect you to be responsible for yourself in the same way that they expected of everyone else. So maybe they don't expect you to provide for yourself and earn a living. 
maybe they don't expect you to take good care of yourself and your home and your surroundings and belongings and really be fully responsible as an adult the way many of us are expected to be. So if you sober up and you heal the physical body, uh, you will be expected to be fully responsible for your life and your care and uh, to provide for yourself, will you not? And she said, oh, yeah, I guess so. I never really thought of it that way. You're right. Everybody does accommodate me and my limitations, and I don't have to be fully responsible for myself. I said, right. So I think a lot of people avoid healing because they don't want to be fully responsible for themselves. And I can understand that. Being fully responsible is very challenging. It also has tremendous benefits. (laughs) Like experiencing true freedom and joy and unlimited uh, joy. Unlimited freedom. And uh, those are some really spectacular benefits, but they do come with the responsibilities of uh, taking care of yourself. And she thought about that. She said, you know what? Let me get back to you on that. I, I think I need to really think about this. I hadn't thought about that. I said, okay, you you, you let me know. And I did, I'd never heard from her again. And uh, I know all is well. And um, you see, I was able to just say to her, you must think about this. Now, I don't know what, what she ended up doing. But she realized that she didn't want to work with me because I was going to invite her to be responsible. To be responsible. So you know what? That is the basic premise of healing. It's all about responsibility. It's all about responsibility. If you accept the healing, you must first accept the responsibility. You have to do that first. And that's what it says in How is the Healing Accomplished in this section in the Manual for Teachers. A little bit further down in the middle of Chapter 2, it says, if he is healed, he is responsible for his thoughts. So first you must see the benefit of being responsible for your thoughts. You must first accept responsibility and and in order to accept responsibility you have to value being responsible you have to see that oh i value being responsible more than i value being a victim so that's why you've absolutely got to surrender once and for all any value in feeling sorry for yourself any value in suffering What is it you like about suffering? What is the value of suffering? Now, the great thing is, is you don't have to figure out what it is you like about suffering or feeling sorry for yourself. There is no benefit to exploring that. Not really. That's been done before. You don't have to do that and bring that back to the collective. What you can do is partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and say, whatever value I have been attributing 
through the suffering and feeling sorry for myself, whatever it is that I seem to like about that, however I've been cherishing that, I'm not interested in that anymore. I'm willing to release that, whatever that is. Whatever it is that corresponds in me to being a victim, I'm not interested in that anymore. I'm interested in the light. I'm interested in seeing the light within myself and partnering up and no longer being right about how wrong everything is. So I, it's about saying to the Holy Spirit, I'm going to place my value and my attention and my interest in seeing clearly. I'm going to point you to Lesson 44 in the workbook, God is the Light in Which I See. We have to be willing to see and know and feel and hear clearly. And by seeing clearly, I don't mean seeing with the body's eyes. I mean seeing with the inner sight. In paragraph 2 of Lesson 44, it's my page 69 in the text, it says, In order to see, you must recognize that light is within, not without. You do not see outside yourself, nor is the equipment equipment for seeing outside you. An essential part of this equipment is the light that makes seeing possible. It is with you always making vision possible in every circumstance. So to reach the light is to escape from darkness. So the illness is the result of valuing darkness, ignoring the light that you are, that is within you. Being in the darkness, experience the darkness is simply this. It means that you are valuing on some level David Hoffmeister, yesterday's class, he was talking about the unconscious thoughts that obstruct. That's They obstruct the light. That's the only thing there is to obstruct, the clear vision. So when we value our suffering, our victimhood, feeling sorry for ourselves, suffering over our suffering, then what we're doing is we're pulling around us the blocks, the shields that obstruct the light from our awareness. We're not willing to see the light that we are. We're not willing to be responsible for being and seeing the light that we are. And we're also not willing to be responsible for seeing and being the light that lighteth up every man, woman, and child in this world. So we're not willing to be responsible for seeing the light in our brothers and sisters either. So if we value our judgments and opinions, what we're doing is we're saying, I value obstructing the light. I'm not willing to see the light in my brother and sister. At the, be- at the uh, 
bottom of page 69, lesson 44 in the workbook, it says, you might find it helpful to remind yourself from time to time that to reach light is to escape from darkness, whatever you may believe to the contrary. God is the light in which you see. You are attempting to reach God. Begin the practice period by repeating today's idea with your eyes open and then close them slowly, repeating the idea several times more. God is the light in which I see. So I'm going to invite you to place your hand on your heart and keep your eyes open and look around you and say, God is the light in which I see. And just notice what your eyes land on. God is the light in which I see. Are you willing to see with the inner sight and see with the light, igniting your natural luminosity, banning the flames of love in your own heart and mind, Is there anything that you can see with your eyes that you've cursed, that you have an opinion or a judgment about? Would you be willing to look in the mirror and say, God is the light in which I see. I see you and I see the light. I am willing to see the light in you. And say it to yourself in the mirror. I am willing to see the light in myself. I am willing to be the light that I was born to be. I am willing to live my destiny as a light being. I am willing to see my brothers and sisters as they truly are, beings of love and light. So beautiful. Are you willing to let the judgments go? Or will you continue to cherish them knowing that they are blocking the healing? It means that we're treasuring and cherishing the upset, the discord, the disharmony. That we're more interested in being right than we are in being free. So you can choose, would you rather be free or would you rather be right? I could choose peace instead of this. I could choose freedom instead of this. I could choose healing instead of this. You decide. It's your choice. I'm going to invite you to, um, for those of you who are Course in Miracles students, Chapter 5, Healing and Wholeness. And it begins, we talked about this last night with David Hoffmeister, to heal is to make happy. I have told you to think how many opportunities you have had to gladden yourself and how many you have refused. So I invite you to put your hand on your heart again. How many opportunities have you had to be happy, to be peaceful, to be joyful, to be loving, to be compassionate. And instead, you've said no. 
I don't like them. I'm going to punish them. No. I'm feeling sorry for myself. I'm going to punish myself. How many times have you had the opportunity to gladden yourself, to lighten the burden, to lighten the burden for somebody else? And you've said, no, 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 no. I'm going to choose misery, separation, judgment, suffering. I used to do that all the time. I used to do it all the time. I'm so familiar with it. But I don't do it anymore, ever, at all. I really, really don't. I never imagined that I could give that up. I never imagined that that was the source of my suffering. I didn't know. I thought it was my power. I had the power to be miserable and to take everyone with me. You see, because even though I didn't know it intellectually, on some level I knew all minds are joined. And I'm not getting my way here. So I'm going to take everyone with me on this misery train. We're going to ride the misery train. I'm the conductor. (laughs) I'm driving this train. High on my pain. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's forgive ourselves for every time that we chose that. Let us just say, oh, you are forgiven. I am forgiven. No one is holding it against me. And I am not going to hold it against anyone who cherishes being miserable, who cherishes being in suffering, who cherishes being less than, thinking that they're limited. A victim. I am not going to judge them anymore. When they are ready, they will no longer value that. And today is my liberation day. I am no longer going to reserve the right to feel sorry for myself. I am no longer going to value the right to feel sorry for myself. I am not going to cherish the suffering anymore. From now on, when I feel that impulse, that habit, that pattern getting ignited, I'm going to invoke the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, I'm not interested in that suffering, that feeling sorry for myself, that victim blame shame game. No, I'm not going to feel superior through feeling inferior anymore. I'm done with that. I'm going to liberate myself from that. I don't know how to do it, so I'm just going to place it on the holy altar fire of divine love. I invoke you, precious Holy Spirit, higher self, holy self, to do the heavy lifting. I truly am not interested in that pattern anymore. I choose the light. I choose my natural luminosity. I choose love. Love is the healer. I don't have to figure out how to have a healing. I am willing to have a healing right now. And I'm taking everyone with me, sharing the benefits with all beings because I'm one with them. 
And I'm sharing the benefits with all of my ancestors and my family. Yes, yes, yes. For many of us, we were raised in a family where we saw mom, dad, caretakers, those who were honored and cherished in the family, they suffered over their suffering. And they taught us that's what you do when you are wise, when you are an adult, when you are a mature person. You suffer over your suffering. You feel guilty. You feel ashamed. You feel resentful. You feel angry. You feel hurt and disappointed. You harbor thoughts of revenge. That's what you do. And they modeled it for us. And so we learned, oh, that's wisdom, that's maturity, that is power. We watch the people in our family and in our workplaces who modeled control and manipulation is power, suffering is power, anger is power. And for many of us, we learned, oh, okay, I can do that. I can do that even better than you. If that's what power is, I can be more powerful than you. I'll suffer even more than you suffer. I'll be guilty more than you're guilty. I'll be ashamed more than you're ashamed. I'll harbor thoughts of revenge even more than you do. I can do that. I can be controlling and manipulative. I can do that. That's what little kids do. I do that. Me do it. We grow up thinking, oh, that's how the game is played. Until we're miserable. And we realize, oh no, I'm suffering so much. I cannot bear it anymore. And then we look for a better way. But the good news is we don't have to read lots of books and take lots of classes. We don't. I am not your teacher. The teacher is within. The kingdom is within. The healing is within. Love yourself. Set yourself free. You don't have to figure out how to love yourself. That is your natural state. Self-love. For all is one. To love your brother, to love your sister, to love yourself, it's all the same. All is one. Compassion, 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 compassion. David talked about empathy. I go to compassion. Compassion is understanding. So we can look at the one who suffers, whether it's the one in the mirror or the one in the next cubicle, and we can say, ah, yes, I have valued suffering. I have suffered. I have been a victim. And I no longer cherish that. I partner up with the Holy Spirit. And what I know for you, for myself, for all of us, is that the truth is we are unlimited beings of love and light. All healing is at the level of the mind. 
and I am setting myself free in my mind by partnering up with the Holy Spirit a thousand times a day. And if I notice I'm not feeling well, I have lost my partner. And it's time for me to remember my partner. I'm not interested in the suffering anymore. I'm only interested in the love and the light. I give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. I don't rely on my own opinions and judgments anymore. I'm willing to see clearly. I don't know how to see clearly. So I'm willing to be shown. I'm willing to be taught. In this introduction to healing and wholeness, it says, to heal is to make happy. I have told you to think how many opportunities you have had to gladden yourself and how many you have refused. Let us right now forgive ourselves for every time we refuse to choose happiness and we treasured the suffering. And let us forgive everyone of our ancestors, our loved ones, who refused to choose happiness. Let us forgive them. We're forgiving the debts and the debtors, the trespassers and the trespasses. Forgiving ourselves and forgiving them. There is only one. So all of our ancestors who taught us to suffer over our suffering. We're setting them free right now. And we're invoking a healing in all directions of time and space for all of our ancestors, for all of humanity. Breathing in love, breathing out gratitude. We're setting ourselves free. We don't have to figure out how to forgive. We're simply willing to say, I'm not going to judge them anymore. I'm not going to judge myself anymore. That was the past. I'm more interested in harvesting the learning from the mistakes than I am in judging them. I am choosing freedom. I am choosing healing. I am choosing wholeness. Wholeness enters the mind let me rephrase that. Wholeness is revealed. It's already there in the mind. But the blocks to wholeness are healed when we realize that there is nothing outside of God. There's nothing in addition to God. There is nothing attacking God. There is only the one. You see, but if we value attacking our brothers and sisters, if we value thinking that there's something wrong or bad with us, we won't value that perfection and wholeness. Instead, we value the right to attack. We have to give that up in order to experience wholeness. So we forgive ourselves for how many, however many times we refused to remember our true identity as the perfect giver and receiver of love. Now is our new birthday. We're born again. 
and we're willing to be responsible for choosing love. We're forgiving the past and we're willing to accept the responsibility for choosing love right now. Chapter 5, in the introduction, page 72 of the text, it says, This is the same as telling you that you have refused to heal yourself. If you have refused to choose the joy, the love, the forgiveness in the past, it's the same as saying you refuse to heal yourself. The light that belongs to you is the light of joy. The light that is within is the light of joy. Joy is unconditional. Joy is unprecedented. It is a spiritual quality that is always, always present. It is omnipresent. It is omnipotent. It is omniactive. I could choose peace instead of this. I could choose joy instead of this. The light that belongs to you is the light of joy. Radiance is not associated with sorrow. Right? You think of someone who's filled with sorrow, you think of darkness. You don't think of radiance and luminosity. Joy calls forth an integrated willingness to share it and promotes the mind's natural impulse to respond as one. Joy is our natural state. In order to experience the joy, we must be willing to share it with everyone and exclude no one. So we're extending it even to our ancestors. Yes, even to our ancestors. We can't withhold it from anyone. That's why A Course in Miracles talks so much about extending. So you think of you're a being of light, a creature of love and light. And literally, this light is within you. And you think of yourself beaming it out to everyone. So that those rays of light are the extension, extending out into the oneness. Yes, you are the light of the world. So I invite you right now to, again, place your hand on your heart. Take that breath of love and gratitude and just see, imagine if you will, see in your mind's eye every judgment, every opinion falling off of you like water off a duck's back, falling off of you into the earth, dear Mother Earth, this being of love and light who's so completely dedicated and devoted to our healing, to our awakening. To see every opinion and judgment falling off of you, every obstruction of light falling away, and your natural luminosity emerging, all unforgiveness, all thoughts of blame falling away, All thoughts of shame falling away, being absorbed by dear Mother Earth. All thoughts of guilt falling away, the resentments falling away, the anger 
and thoughts of revenge falling away. The disappointments falling away. The patterns and habits of suffering falling away. No longer, no matter how long they've been held, no matter how entrenched we are in the patterns of illness and suffering and separation and sadness, falling away, falling away right now. And seeing the, the light that is within emerging, beaming out, rays of light beaming out, our natural radiance and luminosity beaming out into the world of effects, beaming out and penetrating Mother Earth herself. All beings lighting up every being, every aspect of the world, completely and totally shifting the appearance of everything in the world. As we let all the judgments and the opinions fall away, all those blocks to seeing clearly, seeing them fall away, so that now we can see our brothers and sisters, they too are beings of light. Mother Earth is a being of light. Everything and everyone, light, light, light. The projections no longer visible, only the light is what we see. And we're shining this light through all directions of time and space. Shining the light through all of the past and the way we hold it in our mind. So it's like the past is literally melting and dissolving into the light. Burning away like the dross in the fire. It's a divine alchemy right now. Burning away the attachments of the past. Burning away the projections of the future. And coming clearly, beautifully, magnificently into the present moment where we can accept the responsibility that we have in every moment to choose love, to be the light, to be the perfection, to be the harmony and the wholeness that we are right now, to be our true self and our true identity. We're accepting it, taking another breath of love and gratitude right now. Opening ourselves to the highest possibility of healing right now, sharing the benefits with everyone right now, accepting our healing right now. Allowing the layers and layers of opinions and judgments, all the patterns and habits of cherishing the suffering, cherishing the pain, 
feeling holy through the victimhood, feeling sorry for ourselves. We're letting it fall away right now. And we're taking everyone with us right now. There's no difference between love and joy. Joy is unconditional. Love is unconditional. Love is the healer. And we're willing to be the love. Not seeking outside of ourselves anymore. We're willing to accept the fullness of love right now as our natural state. We can only have that which we're willing to share. And we're having a healing right now. We're sharing it right now. All healing is at the level of the mind and we're willing to accept responsibility for the thoughts that we think. The only time that it takes to have a healing is the time that it takes to have a full realization of our true identity and we're having that right now. We're willing to know our true identity and no longer claim less than, no longer claiming limitation, no longer claiming lack, no longer saying that the healing is outside. We're willing to accept that all is one and the healing is ours to have and to share, to have and to hold. We are one with the one now and forever. We always have been and we always will be. And we are sharing the benefits with everyone. So grateful and so thankful right now to accept fully our healing. Yes. We are recognizing that the body is a learning device of the mind. And so when we feel discomfort, any sense of illness whatsoever, disharmony, that's our wake-up call. We're thinking a thought that's not actually true. The truth always feels harmonious. Yes, we're accepting our healing right now that we can fully accept our healing. Yes, yes, yes. And as we take this breath of love and gratitude, I invite you, is there is there any last thought of blame or shame, regret or resentment, thought of revenge, that you still cherish, that you still treasure? Is there anything that you still are not willing or able to forgive? Make a commitment right now to download the forgiveness letter at the class page and do that work, do that homework and share the benefits with everyone. Be willing to take responsibility for the thoughts that you choose and that you cherish. Are you making false idols of any sense of suffering, illness, victimhood, self-sabotage, feeling sorry for yourself, self-medication, 
when you feel an impulse to self-medicate. Partner up. Be willing to recognize the impulse to self-medicate. And when you feel that impulse to self-medicate, make a different choice. So right now, call to mind your favorite way of self-medicating. Is it drugs or drink or alcohol? Is it working? Is it gardening? Is it dancing? Is it sex? Is it fantasy? What is the favorite form of self-medicating? Ice cream, popcorn, chocolate. What is it that you self-medicate with? And call to mind that impulse to self-medicate. Think of the most recent time you binged on a self-medication trip. Go back to that moment in time right there before you chose that binge, that activity, that medication. Before you place the value on that rather than being free. Get into that choice point mind right now. And imagine yourself instead taking that breath of gratitude and partnering up and saying, ah, oh, I can realize I have an impulse to self-medicate. I'm thinking I need to call my friend and tell my sad, sad story. I'm thinking I need to go get ice cream, alcohol, online sex, whatever it is. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. I'm feeling that impulse right now. And instead, I'm going to partner up. I'm calling upon the higher Holy Spirit self. I am no longer interested in choosing that. I've been there and I've done that. I am interested in the love. I'm interested in the healing. I don't know how to heal. That's not my job. I choose love and love chooses me. That's my job. I'm taking responsibility for choosing love in this moment. I'm sharing the benefits with everyone in this moment. Taking the breath of gratitude, invoking divine grace. Placing my hand on my heart. I am willing to set myself free. I'm willing to make a different choice. I'm willing to place that pattern and that habit on the holy altar fire of divine love now and forevermore and share the benefits with everyone. I'm taking everyone with me. Ha ha. Yes, I am not alone. I've never been alone. I never will be alone. Oh, I'm so grateful to let go of that thought of aloneness. No, I am partnered with the higher Holy Spirit self, and I am taking everyone with me. I'm giving the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting right now as I breathe in love and breathe in gratitude. And then I recommend you drink a big glass of spring water. Take a walk around the block. Get outside. Roll on the ground. Hug a tree. Seriously. Mother Earth is the biggest, most loving being you know. Trees are amazing. They stand there for hundreds of years sometimes, providing oxygen, love, food, shelter, nourishment. They know more about unconditional love than we'll ever, ever even understand as a human being. And yet we're one with them. It's all the same. 
shine the light. See the light beaming out from your heart. The opinions, the judgments, the patterns falling away. Beam that light out and share it with everyone. Be the light that lighteth up every man, woman, and child in the world. Be grateful. Be thankful for the healing. Accept it. Allow it. Receive it. We don't have to know how to have a healing. We don't make the healing happen. We allow it. We call it forth. We accept it. We receive it. We invoke it. We say yes. We release anything that could block our healing. Place it on the holy altar fire of divine love and that holy light of love burns it away. We're grateful to accept it right now. In grace and gratitude, we really do share the benefits with everyone, everywhere. And so it is. Amen. And amen. And I invite you right now to sit with your hand in your heart, breathing in love, breathing out gratitude for as long as you can. Remember to do your forgiveness letter over and over again until the water runs clear. The light is unobstructed. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you for being my dear, dear prayer partner. Thank you for doing your healing. Thank you for sharing. You can only have that which you're willing to share. So you're accepting your radiance and shining your light brings benefit to all. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is Jennifer Hadley again. I invite you to remember that your dedication to your life of love is the best gift that you can share with the world. Love is the only healer, and it's always available to you for the asking. Remember, too, that you cannot have that which you're unwilling to share. Share the love today. Love out loud and know that all boats rise on this holy tide of love. Thank you for joining us. Please go to JenniferHadley.com for more tools and practical loving support every day.